When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's Friday, September 2nd, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, the Guardians fell again to the Baltimore Orioles, the lead in the American League Central, down to one game now as they uh, reset and start a weekend series against Seattle. Uh, last night, it was Shane Bieber on the mound, uh, and before you knew it, uh, Shane Bieber was behind, giving up a, a home run on the very first pitch of the game to Cedric Mullins. Uh, Bieber totaled three uh, home runs allowed in the ball game, and uh, the Guardians go on to lose because the offense uh, again can't score another shutout, three nothing uh, against Baltimore. Yeah, Joe, uh, just uh, another disappointing game, and they they're really showing all the classic signs of being in a slump, and this slump couldn't come at a, at a worse time for the Guardians as they go into September, like you said, trying to protect a one-game lead in in the division and facing some really, really tough teams. Yeah, uh, coming back and and having to face Seattle again uh, is going to be tough this weekend, but but Baltimore was a team that you really can't overlook. Uh, If you think about it right now, record-wise, Baltimore would be in first place in the American League Central if they played there instead uh, instead of the East. Yeah, that's amazing. They'd be 70 and 61. Uh, the Guardians are 68 and 62. Uh, you know, they, they've they've kind of they've done a they've done a turnaround. The Orioles, uh, you know, in 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 a really tough division. Uh, you know, they they are they're fighting for that third wild card spot. They're I think they're a game and a half behind uh, Toronto. You know, they're a legitimate team, and uh, you know it's you know I don't know, Joe. I mean, <laughs> is it it is Kyle Bradish? Uh, really that good, and and Jordan Lyles really that good to uh, throw 18 consecutive uh, scoreless innings against the Guardians, or the Guardians, or are the Guardians off? Is the Guardians offense that bad? I mean, you know, I mean, those aren't exactly household names. You know, Bradish yeah. is a rookie, Lyles has been around a while, but they both look like uh, you know uh, Don Drysdale and Sandy Koufax last night you know, in this series. Yeah, it, I think it's a little bit of the the Orioles pitching, uh, you know, coming together and, and looking pretty good. Uh, their bullpen is also uh, really strong, really solid. Uh, but it, it's it's more a case of the Guardians' offense just, uh, you know, really not being able to, real not being able to find its bat with both hands. I think uh, is the is the case. Uh, 
the the top of the order, which when things work and things are going well, uh, you know, Stephen Kwan, Ahmed Rosario, Jose Ramirez are getting on base and causing a lot of traffic and a lot of havoc for pitchers. Uh, that wasn't the case in this three game series. They they other than the the opener on Tuesday for for maybe like one inning, uh, they really didn't put a lot of pressure on Baltimore's pitching. And, and that was a problem. If you let the these guys, if you let Jordan Lyles, if you let uh, uh, Kyle Bradish go out there and, and throw free and easy, which it looked like they were doing, uh, they're going to find a rhythm and they're going to beat you. And that's true of any pitching staff in the major leagues, whether it's Baltimore or Seattle or Chicago or, God forbid, Minnesota, you know, uh, who they're going to have to face uh, eight times in, in 12 days. So. Uh, yeah, it's it's a bad sign when the offense is trending the way it's trending. Uh, they haven't looked like this really since the early part of July uh, when they lost back-to-back series against Detroit and Kansas City uh, and then came out of things and, and, and played really well for about a month. Yeah, Joe, definitely. And, uh, you know, a guy like Quan only had one hit in this series, uh, you know, and he's a rookie, you know, uh, although you, you don't think of him as a rookie, but he might be getting a little tired. I, I don't know. I mean, it's just he plays so hard and he's not that big a guy. But if he doesn't get on base, Joe, this this offense doesn't go like you were saying, you know, Rosario only had a couple hits in the series. You know, those those top three guys, uh, Ramirez, you know, was pretty much uh, quiet as well. So if they if you control those top three guys in, in the batting in the lineup, you know, the, the Guardians are sunk. Yeah. Uh, and you mentioned Quan. You know, some of these rookies, maybe uh, they've logged a lot of games. Uh, this is about the time of year in the minor leagues when things start to taper off and wind down. Uh, so maybe, you know, playing an extended month, a little extra uh, is going to, you know, show up on some of these young guys. Uh, with Quan, with if you, if you want to give him a couple of days, you know, get him off his feet or, you know, uh, you know, just get him some rest. Uh, well, September is supposed to be the time you can do that when uh, when you can call up the reserves and and get extra guys in there. So ideally, they called up Ernie Clement because that that makes perfect sense, right? Yeah, you know the, the I, you know I've been saying all along that they really could have benefited from the old rules where you could you know expand the rosters on September first to. You know, I'm not saying they would go with 40 players, but you could add, you know, like, ten, you know, eight or 10 or 12 players and give some of these guys a rest. But you can only add two now. And Cody Morris and uh, and uh, Ernie Clement are, are the two additions, a right hander and a utility infielder. And I don't think that, you know, caught the twins attention, Joe. I don't think, uh, you know, that 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 caused any worry in the twins locker room. And that's I'm not taking I'm not taking a shot at Morris or or Clement, but you know, I, if you're looking for some offensive help, that would, I think they've got other options at Columbus they could have used. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, Morris, I'm, I'm excited to see his debut. I'm excited to see what he can do at the major league, league level, but that's more of a, that's more of as a tease for, you know, next season and how he can help the club next year uh, more so than, you know, they're not going to be pitching him down this stretch run in high leverage situations or, in in games where you know they're they need somebody to go out there and, and you know give them a good inning or two uh he's going to make his debut in a game where they're either up or behind by a lot of runs 
and they're going to ease him in and and ease his workload because he's still coming off of, uh, off of an injury. And, and Ernie Clement, you know what you've got there. You've, you've got a guy who can sit for a week if you need him to sit for a week. Uh, he can come in and play, and he, he does really well defensively, and he can play even the outfield if you need him to, if you need to put him out in left field, uh, maybe against a lefty on a day that you give Stephen Kwan a, a breather. But he's not the guy who jumps off the page. And, and Tito even pretty much alluded to it. And we know Tito likes Ernie, uh, but – he he said, you know, Ernie Ernie can give you that flexibility, but they sort of know what they have with Ernie. Yeah, they know they know what they have with Ernie. They bring him up. You know, he can, like you said, you can play him all over the place. Probably a little more experienced than, uh, you know, uh, Kyle Freeman. Uh, so uh, you know, you can use him as that utility role, and you know, you get to let uh, guys like Bo Naylor and and Gabriel Arias and. And uh, um, uh, who's the Will uh, Will uh, Brennan? Uh, you know they they can keep playing every day in Columbus. You know the the Columbus season stretches I think ends on September twentieth. They're probably going to make the postseason. So uh, you know you, you could still interchange those guys and bring those guys up. But I think they wanted to let those guys play every day instead of coming up here and sitting on the bench. And that makes some sense, but. You're also in a playoff race here. You're in a you're in a you're in a run here, and uh, you're in a rut. You need some. Uh, it looks like to me they could use an injection of some uh, offense on the big league club. Right, Bo Naylor, uh, Will Brennan, uh, Gabriel Arias, possibly would would all you know maybe be upgrades offensively over Clement over right you know right now over a, a Tyler Freeman who's who's up here and sitting on the bench, but. Uh, they don't want to pull the trigger. And Tito pretty much said it outright when you asked him uh, in the pregame yesterday uh, about a catcher being uh, a, a position that you could you could promote. He said, you know, without without mentioning specific names, it, it's, it's better to let those guys play and play out the season uh, playing every day. So, uh, yeah, it looks like uh, no bone nailer this year. Uh, and I'm OK with that. I'm 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 all right with as long as as hedgy and. Uh, Maley, and they they seem to have sort of picked things up a little bit later in, in second second half of the season, uh, offensively at the plate. They're the guys that that you would be starting in those games anyways. They're the veteran guys who who the pitchers really trust. I I would worry about my pitching staff if uh, Bo Naylor came up and was catching you know important games against the Twins down the stretch. That that to me doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, that's a good point, Joe. And you know, and, and you know, I think they they love Naylor. Uh, they love the way he handles the staff. But you know, you've got to <laughs> you've got to respect the situation too. You got to respect the schedule and the situation the Guardians have played themselves in. They've you know they 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 deserve that. You know, I think uh, you have to if you're the uh, if you're Cleveland, you have to put the, your best team out there uh, right now to give yourself a chance. And you know, obviously. You know, they've made a, such a big investment in their young players. You know, they didn't add help in the, in the offseason. They didn't add help at the trading deadline. And, uh, you know, they're committed to these guys one way or the other. If it was the best decision or not, you know, these are the guys they got to go with. Yeah, it's funny that you say that, uh, you know, put your best lineup out there now down this stretch run. And I asked Tito uh, when we were in Seattle. Uh, whether or not this was the time of year where you start to sort of taper those lineups and and play those guys regularly 
instead of, you know, mixing and matching as much. And, and he, he, he sort of wanted to say that, no, I'm still going to play, you know, depending on the, uh, my lineup, depending on the situation. But, you know, over the last couple of days, we've seen his lineups out, come out and, and they look very similar. The same guys batting in the same spots and, and getting uh, the, the innings and the playing time. Uh, particularly, we saw Miles Straw go back into the, the starting lineup uh, last night. So, uh, you know, maybe that, that sends the message that, hey, you know, that these I've got to put the, the winning lineup, the best lineup out there. Generally, you can go by the lineup that he uses with, with Shane Bieber on the mound as what he thinks is his best lineup uh, on, a, on a regular basis. That's a good that's a good observation. I didn't think about that. I was wondering how Straw worked his way back into the lineup already. I thought he was going to be on the bench for a while. I, you know, it'll be interesting to see how much he plays this weekend because, you know, his swing looked the same, Joe, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. He hasn't had a lot of time to uh, get this straightened out, and I don't know if he will, you know, this year. I mean, he is in such a, you know, such a rut that this might take a whole off season to to get him back to normal. Uh, but hopefully he finds it. And uh, Benson, you know, Benson can go get the ball, and we, we've seen that in center field. We just haven't seen the offense he showed, you know, at Triple A. Right. Yeah. And and like we we talked about that before. Every time Benson levels up, it it takes an adjustment period, and I think he's he's still seeing that. You know, you hope that it's a, uh, a an accelerated uh, adjustment period here uh, that he gets it quicker, but. You know, it might be before the end of the season. He might have to, you know, go into the off season uh, before um, any of that is. Uh, he, he sort of picks things up and 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 has it click in the majors. Uh, as far as uh, injuries go, right now the Guardians are in pretty good shape, and they have been all year. Really, uh, with Cody Morris coming off the injured list, the only name on the injured list, the only name on the injury report is Anthony Ghost right now, and and Tito provided an update yesterday. Yeah, definitely. It seems so weird to, uh, you know, every team in the big leagues has like 14 guys on the injured list. Uh, the Guardians are really, you know, you know, really fortunate when it co- has when it's come to injuries this year. But Ghost, you know, received an injection in his uh, left elbow of uh, a lubricant, you know, to give him some more movement in there. Hopefully, you know, this will get him over the hump and he can start throwing again. But, uh, you know, if this doesn't take, Joe, uh, you know, Francona said uh, they'll probably get a second opinion. And that that did not sound good to me. That, that, That sounded like something you know, that, that may result in surgery. I mean, you know, that's just me speculating, but I think, you know, that's probably the next step because he's been on the injured list. What since July 3rd. Yeah, that's uh, it's been a while. He's, he's been there, but I'll tell you, Tito gave ghost credit. He said every day he shows up at the park, Tito shows up at the park and ghost is already there working out with trainers, uh, working, trying to get it better. He just wants to get out and pitch again so badly uh, it's just right now it, it's it's not, you know, physically it's not there. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that that's at least one big positive right now is that the Indian or that the Guardians have going for them is the uh, the health, the generally the the health of everybody on the roster and and in the in the farm system, uh, things are looking good in that uh, in that sort of direction. Uh, Twins and White Sox open up a series against each other this weekend. So 
what's what would be better to to have Chicago sweep that series or yeah, and get some sort of momentum going on their side, or would it be better to to maybe have them split, take two out of three, uh, and and have the the Twins lose a couple of games at least? Yeah, I'd like to see the White Sox take that series, Joe. I think uh, I, the the White Sox are four games back right now. They've they they're three and seven in their last ten. You know, Fangraphs has them at eleven point four percent chance of winning the Central. Uh, but the Twins are six and four against Chicago. Chicago's going with Martin, Cease, and uh, Giolito. So you know, you're getting uh, two of their best two of their best starters there. Uh, it would be, I think, it would be nice if 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 Chicago could just kind of take a bite out of the Twins, maybe not sweep them, but take two out of three, and uh, you know, take some heat off the Guardians. Yeah, and they're doing it again without Tony Larusa, who is uh, indefinitely away from the team uh, after undergoing some some medical tests. So uh, we'll monitor that series and that situation all weekend. Uh, Tito, before uh, the game yesterday, Tito woke up. On September 1st, the morning of September 1st, and, uh, you know, flipped his calendar over and said, OK, uh, let's get going. It's a it's a new month. It's uh, September. Baseball is different. So he decided uh, to, to hold a real quick team meeting yesterday uh, right around four o'clock. He, he gathered the troops in the in the Guardians clubhouse. Uh, his his remarks were short, but they were direct. He told them to sort of embrace the moment uh, they they listened to him by going out and not scoring any runs. However, <laughs> uh, you know, it, he picked September 1st as sort of the moment. He doesn't give a lot of, uh, you know, speeches or, or hold a lot of closed door meetings or anything like that. But uh, it, it, you can tell Tito recognizes and he needs to communicate to these these young guys. Hey, uh, you're you're in it now. Let's let's get going. And uh, that that message was. Uh, was heard. I don't know how well it was received last night, uh, you know, when they went out there and played. Yeah, Joe, I, I, that's what I really love about Frank Kona. You know, the guy's 62, 63 years old. He's uh, he's a baseball lifer. He's been through these these things so many times, but you can still see that, you know, being in contention on, on September 1st, you know, having a one and a half game lead, which is now a one game lead in the division, that geeks him up. You know, he, he gets fired up and I think he uh, he likes to come to the ballpark, you know, knowing that every game he play from here on out is going to you know be a significant game. And I, I think he wanted to pass that along to uh, to the team, uh, to the to the players, you know, to to enjoy it, to to, like you said, embrace the moment. And, you know, kind of to look back on what you accomplished, but also concentrate on what's ahead. And, uh, you know, th- I think that's a great message for a young team. Now they just have to apply it. They've got to, you know, they've got to win some games. Yeah, he 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 looked out over the uh, the room and, and saw their faces and, and said, you know, hey, I don't know how much playoff experience you guys have or how many how many big games you guys have played in, but. But that doesn't mean you can't go out there and win. Uh, that was that was pretty much as he he came in to talk to the the reporters after that meeting. Uh, he he pretty much told us what he said, and and uh, you know that fired me up. It, it made me ready to to go out and, and report on the final uh, you know month's <laughs> worth of games there. Yeah, I, beat writers need a, uh, an inspirational speech every once in a while too. So it was a uh, it was good to, to to get some words of encouragement from Tito there. Uh, to, to finish strong this season as we as we go down the stretch, 
Uh, you, you feeling it, Hoinsey? You feeling you feeling the energy now? September energy? <laughs> I don't know, Joe. I'm feeling <laughs> a little. I'm feeling a little bit of energy. I think I I need to watch Patton or something. You know, with him when he's giving that speech in front of the huge American flag. <laughs> maybe yeah, maybe no, that'll get me fired up. <laughs> no, but no better way uh, to draw in listeners to our podcast uh, who are in the age range of you know. Uh, 30 to 55, then uh, to talk about a movie from the 70s uh, <laughs> featuring George C. Scott about, you know, the about World War II. It's uh, Hoinsey always up on the cutting edge of current events. Uh, I think it's it's great uh, for, for our listeners. Uh, hey, speaking of our listeners, our subscribers on subtext, uh, it's a great place to get updates and, and great place to to get the latest information on uh your guardians and uh really the the race in the al central uh you get direct text messages from myself and from hoinsey uh and as we come out of tito his uh press conferences and his uh pregame uh meetings and everything that we know you know immediately uh you can subscribe by going to cleveland.com subtext or by sending a text message to 216-208 Four three four six. It's three ninety nine a month, but you get the. It's better than Twitter. You get uh, you know faster and 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 more uh, more inside information than uh, than you would if you just follow along on Twitter. Uh, subscribe to cleveland.com slash subtext. Uh, Hoinsey, we've 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 had a lot of fun uh, just chatting back and forth with the subscribers so far this year. Yeah, it is really, it's really cool. And you get, you know, Joe, I don't know about you, but I get some good, good story ideas or question ideas yeah. from the subscribers. Cause these guys are, these people, you know, men and women, they're, they're diehard uh, Cleveland fans, Guardians fans. I mean, some of them still are, you know, don't like the name change, but you know, they're all on board. You know, this is, this is the, uh, this is in the lunatic fringe, but these are, these are the, you know, these are diehards. These are real yeah, baseball fans and and it's cool to talk to them. It's great. It's not like I'm just going to, you know, uh, parrot back any questions that they have for for Tito, but at least gets you it gets you thinking along the lines of of, uh, you know, what what the, the readers want to hear about and what they want to read about. So, uh, yeah, the subscribers are a, a goldmine for us in terms of, uh, you know, knowing what our our readers want to know and 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 sort of giving them that. So uh, hats off to them and, and thanks. And Heads off to the Guardians. Uh, hopefully, we see some some runs scored tonight. Uh, tall order, uh, you know, going up against uh, Luis Castillo again. You get the rematch: uh, Zach Plesac, Luis Castillo, um, uh, Savali, and Robbie Ray on Saturday, and Cal Quantrill versus the rookie George Kirby on Sunday. Uh, should be a, a fun weekend at the ballpark. Uh, some giveaways, some fireworks. Uh, you know, it's Labor Day weekend. A uh, lot to look forward to at the park this week. Yeah, definitely. And uh, it sounds like there's going to be some good crowds down there. Uh, and they really need that. You know, I think uh, the Guardians, you know, when they're on the road, they're, they're playing in front of big crowds like in Seattle last week. Uh, and, uh, you know, they, they need the support of the home fans. It would be nice to it'll be nice to see a progressive field, you know, maybe not packed, but at least, you know, really, you know, three fourths of a way filled up. That would that'd be great. All right. Hoinsey, we will check in again on Monday here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. <laughs>